in Covina, California. A not so jolly Saint Nick. Robs a family of Christmas cheer. This ain't it, Bruce. there little one i just was in the neighborhood me and my friend here eric wanted to say um excuse me my name is luca yeah eric thank you we're here because we want to sing you some nice holiday carols if you wouldn't mind no thank you no thank you i'll just wait to hear our song i feel like you enjoy it i'm gonna take it from the top just the one and the two and three have yourself a merry little christmas i don't i don't want this no, you don't? No. A little longer. Let your heart be light. Take it from the top, Luca. From now on, your trouble will be out of sight. Your little flat there. Have your thought. <laughs> Make the Yuletide gay. <laughs> I think that's Luca's cue. <laughs> From... Travels will be miles away. Pause for camera. Here we are as in olden days. Take it up a little higher. Happy golden days of yore. You guys could leave now. Oh, God. What did you do? <laughs> hey, guys. We're back. Happy holidays. It's Charnel. That was a little duet. I tried my best. I've been hungover all weekend, so my voice is not what it should be. And it's Dee, and you were in Dee's house, and that was my awful carolers. A merry little Christmas. I would have to call 911 right away if that actually happened. Right. <laughs> I could give it like a little something. Let your heart be alive. All right, Beyonce. From now on. Mm. <laughs> Anyway, thank you guys for listening, tuning in. This is episode 28, and we're back. We're doing major big things. I have had a great week. We're off. Uh, Shout out to the caveat for having us down for their dark anthology. Yes, thank you, Jenny. Thank you. Jenny. That was, I was like, Jenny is her name. Yes. Shout out to everyone who showed up. Uh, Shout out to Emily. It was really nice to meet you. Um, right. really cool. And Lily. Yeah. Lily was very sweet. So thank you guys for coming out and doing that and supporting Such a us. talented crew at the Caveat. I want to shout out the actors too. Oh, I wish I remember their names. It was I like Mickey, Raquel, Amy, <laughs> uh, not Ronnie. I think it was Ronnie, Ronnie Fu. Um, and there was another one, David. I feel like listen, I got all their names. Listen, I would never, but they were so talented. Uh, we told a story and they made a musical out of it and it was Awesome. It was such a great It was experience. incredible. What a great twist. Yes. Da, 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 yes. da. I would I, love to do it again. It was awesome. I would. And I would love to do a lot of things again. But we, uh, speaking of good things that have come our way, um, housekeeping. Just housekeeping. Just housekeeping. 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 I keep a clean house around the holidays. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so big sure. news um no details to be given yet because we don't have a lot of them but the fun thing is that d and i have been invited to crime con Ow. right i was really excited to get that email so exciting we didn't uh put in for it or anything because <laughs> we missed so we thought about it but we missed the deadline because exactly. of who we are as people <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even think 
about it till after. You're like, oh, the deadline passed. Right. And I was like, oh. And then we got that email, which is a, like a blessing. So right. we had just blessings upon blessings. And it wouldn't be possible to do things like this if it weren't for you guys who are listening to us and putting up with my nonsense, my vocalizations and my creepy voices. They and- love it. So thank you guys for listening. It is it is a blessing. And uh, I went live for the first time yesterday. Uh, if you guys can't tell when we record these, of course, it's last minute. Um, but I went live and you guys really uh, had some fun on there and had some crazy questions, some awesome uh, podcast suggestions, some of which I've actually listened to today because I had to drive around today. So I got to plug in. Ooh. So I know, right? I wonder what's a commute. I don't know what that is. But, <laughs> but this is really exciting. And it's going to be in New Orleans in June. Um, and once we get more details, if you guys are in the area, if you guys are looking to have a fun vacation in June, CrimeCon, come meet us, hang out with us. It would be fun. Cause I'm <laughs> going to need an outfit for each of those days. I'm going to be on oh. Bourbon Street. <laughs> I'm going to be that person who wears their own merch the entire time. <laughs> like, <that's... laughs> I will do it maybe like one day. No, like... both days. I'm going to be in a what did you do crop top. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, are you Charnel? That's exactly who I am. <laughs> you couldn't tell? Getting these curves. No, there is. But it's really exciting. Uh, but other than that, the other housekeeping guys, check out the Patreon for some really cool rewards. Check out uh, our website. Um, you have some info about us up there. Uh, I'm adding some buttons because I'm trying to figure out how to how to write things without sounding pretentious and stupid. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> but this is just me in my own head. I can't get out of it sometimes. But here we are. Yeah. Back again. There's no more housekeeping. I don't think. Do you have anything else that we had to throw at them? No. I don't like talking about ourselves too long before we get into the, the cases because mm-hmm. people get mad at us. No, the so, caveat was mostly mine. The, oh, I was like, the I thought you, you were using caveat as the actual word with the definition. No. Like, I was like, what caveat did you have? Like, like <laughs> no. what, is the, what is this exception that you're talking about? Because no. oh, words what? mean things. And I, yeah, was, they, I was like, they, what? But here we are, guys. Um, we're talking about a not-so-pleasant Christmas Eve Christmas story. We're, we're bringing on the holiday cheers before A little early. And then, you know, I, I made a promise uh, on the live yesterday that I now feel obligated to fulfill. <laughs> so, also, holiday cheer may... Or fear? Dun-dun-dun. Fear. <laughs> I wish I was a creepy storyteller. Cheer fear. Cheer fear might be coming your way. Maybe Christmas Eve, a little nugget in your stocking when you wake up that morning. Dun, 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 dun. I'll if be I, there in spirit. If I don't get too drunk to, to <laughs> right, get I to will post be it. drunk. So same. So I have to, have to schedule the posting. For, to go <laughs> right, you better that. do it on like three days before Christmas. <laughs> You're right, though. I'm gonna have to do that. But here we are, and setting the scene here, we find ourselves December 24th, 2008. With emergency services responding to a 911 call from a Letitia, whose last name I'm going to butcher, Yusupolsky, uh, about a man in a Santa suit that had opened fire at her family's Christmas party that she was just at. And what I wanted to do was, because I want to set the scene for how panicky and frantic this this was happening. Chaotic. I want to make sure, that how chaotic, thank you for words. Gotcha. I, <laughs> I'm going to insert... The uh, I'm gonna insert the 911 call audio right here, so that way you guys can kind of get into the vibe of what this felt like uh, for Letitia and her family. Hello, hello. Hi. Who's coming immediately? Who's coming immediately? Ma'am, is the guy in your house right now? We're having two houses down on the Google Okay, okay. Ma'am, ma'am, hold on, hold on. Is he at your house? No, he's downstairs shooting. What do you think his name is? Bruce. 
Okay, and who is he to you guys? Who is he to you? Yes, he was. He's my ex-brother-in-law. He's going through a divorce right now. Okay. He's my sister. Hold on one second, okay? He's, I don't know who else is alive. I know, I know, ma'am. Just stay on the phone with me, okay? My whole family, there's 30 people, 25 people. I know, I know. It's okay. The officers are there. They're trying to get to you guys, okay? He came in through the entrance of the door, and there's a Santa Claus suit, and I didn't see them. When he shot, I heard the shots, and we, they were like poppers, and I wasn't sure what it was, so we all, everyone started panicking and running, so we all dove under the dining room. Some of us dove, some of us left. I don't know. Right, so you could hear the pure chaos going on, and that that's what the first responders heard. Yeah, she was, yeah. Uh, she was definitely freaked out, like hiding in a neighbor's house. And when the the first responders came on the scene, what they saw was a house engulfed in flames. Right. Nothing like what they were described, what was described in the film before. It was just gunfire. Now gun this house is man. up in flames. This house is on fire. And the flames reached upwards of sixty feet, uh, and it took them over an hour and a half to extinguish all the flames, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Which, if you guys know anything about how people set fires, um, usually means there's a lot of accelerant like involved. It's not right. just burning out like old wood or dried whatever. It's like there's something there causing the fire to burn. Right. Um, but once uh, once they were able to get access to what was left at the home, investigators would discover the bodies of nine people, mm-hmm. uh, three of which were determined to have died from gunshot wounds. Right. Uh, and the bodies were so badly burned, uh, they had to be identified by dental records. Right, so they couldn't even ID the bodies from what they saw. It's insane. Right. But uh, and you may be asking yourself right now, like, all right, it's Christmas Eve, what kind of sicko shows up in a Santa suit and decimates an entire family like this? Well, Leticia, 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 Leticia is the black in me coming out. Like her <laughs> name is Leticia, but she's European, so Leticia yeah. um, would identify her ex-brother-in-law, Bruce Pardo. I'm gonna get the name right. Yeah, I almost called him Pedro <laughs> Pardo. As the assailant, as the culprit in this case. Mm-hmm. Dee has a little bit about Bruce. Do you have a little yes. bit about Bruce? A and little Bruce nugget? Bruce was what I call an asswipe, and I mean it in every sense of the word. Bruce's beginnings weren't that great. Um, he was born around 1963. He graduated from San Fernando um, uh, High School in San Fernando, St. John's Aged Polytech High School in Sun Fun. Valley, Los Angeles. That's a my Quite a name. And then later on... He Get went, like me. <laughs> I was like, where's your money at? Get your money up. <laughs> well, later on, he went to California State University, Northridge, to study computer science. So a little bit of a tech nerd. He shortly after got a job as a software engineer. So this is why I call him an asshole, because he was, con- he was like the worst of the worst. He would hack into his coworkers' computers... And find personal information, including, like, their salaries and anything that he could possibly get about them uh, whenever he wanted to. Yeah, I would wonder what he would be utilizing this information to use. Because I, I could understand if you were, like, I wouldn't, like, like not hacking to get this information. Right. But if you, wanted, if you felt like you were being underpaid and you wanted to know how much Johnson in accounting was being paid right. and how much your partner over his being paid. And you can go to your boss when you time to argue for a raise that, hey, well, I realized I was being paid $10,000 less than someone who does less work than me. Uh, is that a, is that an issue for that? Is it, is it an educational thing? Like, what's happening? I mean, I think you were being paid less because 
Also, he wasn't able to get to work on time, and his attendance, or at all, his attendance was very poor with the company, Okay, too. don't drag me, sis. Look, I, <laughs> I have three miles away from my job constantly. Like, <laughs> it's like three minutes, five minutes, eight minutes. Like, Well, I guess. With the iced coffee in my hand. I guess. I'm like literally five minutes away from my job, and sometimes away. I'm not late that often, but I could literally roll out of bed and run to work. If but he doesn't do that. She do- totally showers and stuff and totally... Every day, because I'm so disciplined. <laughs> I was like, is that sarcasm, girl? I hope you... <laughs> I mean... We don't know each other like I thought we did. Listen, we... sometimes it has to happen at night when you're rolling out of bed and you're tired and you just went to a party and you're late, you know, whatever. You're late. You're late. Oh, I thought you said at your, a party at your lake. I was like, oh, no, she no. got money, money. She grew up in a house this house. This is not that kind of house. No, I did not. <laughs> I saw the house you grew up in. You got a house house. <laughs> no, I, I used to make fun of people all the time when they, <laughs> and they're like, oh, I, I own a home. If your home doesn't have two stories, I'm like, oh, so you just Aww. don't have a house. <laughs> my my old uh, director, I used to, <laughs> she's like, I bought a house. Her house is gorgeous on the inside. But I was like, you know, I expected it to have two stories. <laughs> she's I like, don't know. If I want a two story, I, only, I like a split level. Nope, I only want two stories. <laughs> I need to. I need to have a second floor. I need to be able to go upstairs and go to bed. Uh-huh. I need to be as far away from a potential murderer as possible. Two stories. It Who's just, like a split level house? It's kind of. Are you talking about like ranches? No, it's like it, it, they don't have like a full stair up, but there is another level. I know what you mean. Right. I don't know how to like explain it. Mm, I don't like that either. You know, like, <laughs> those houses when you walk in, you can go up or down. You know why? It's because it's my ass that's going to be rolling down them steps on one rough night. That's why I don't, I don't like stairs. I just sleep on my couch. It is. <laughs> but anyway, he got engaged to one of his coworkers probably after hacking her up and Same. seeing which one. <laughs> hacking her up? Hacking her computer There up. you go. We can't, you can't no. just say things oh, yeah. like that in a true it. crime podcast. <laughs> He's like, wait, so he murdered someone completely before this? It's like, no. Sure, no. Probably after hacking her computer. Um, he was engaged to one of his co-workers in 1988. In 1989, on the wedding day, he didn't show up. I know how that is. You know, I... <laughs> Instead, he withdrew $3,000 from their joint account and went to vacation in Palm Springs. That sounds like a gay thing to do. <laughs> Gays love Palm Springs. That, they, well, he took their money, didn't show up. And, like, and by the way, because of his financial issues he was living with mom, she paid for the reception and for the honeymoon. Um, as parents should. No, she did. Not the mom, the the oh. fiance. Oh, never mind. And he <laughs> took their money, whatever was left in their joint account from that, and went to Palm Springs on vacation. So obviously they broke up after that. He's a little bit of a dick, you're right. Yeah, low, he's a he's a jerk. Like he's low key, like, low key an asshole. Like low, well, high key, very high soon. key asshole. High key, very soon. Like he's, <laughs> we're getting there. Fast forward, he's 37 in 2001. He's living with his girlfriend, and they have a 13 month old son. Um, so, you know, women have to run errands and she left to run her errands and she left the 13 month old son in the care of Bruce and of while Bruce father. was, well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, some people, I can't stand, I'm going to say it one time and one time only right. when guys say that they're babysitting their, own, their own fucking kid. You say you left him in the care of Bruce. I'm like, you left him at home with his dad, like most parents should be able to do. Right. You are watching your own goddamn child. That's not babysitting. You're not getting paid. Take the Lord's name in vain. What are you doing? I hate it so much. I'm sorry. I hate it. It's like, 
how you kind of detach the responsibility of being a father on the man. Like right, your job is to be a disciplinarian and a provider, and then after that, what what's nurturing? No, what's it's nurture. That? What's that? I don't have to do that. Who I'm clearly that? babysitting. Well, Bruce did a bad job at it because while he was watching TV, his son fell into their swimming pool, which left him with brain damage. Oh, poor baby. Yeah, poor thing. I am guilty of like watching like my nieces and nephews. And like, cause to be fair, men babysit differently than women do. That's a, that's something that depends. Yeah. But I am very hands on, cause I'm very um, protective. Mm-hmm. But back once, once my nieces and nephews got old enough to really walk and speak and tell me, "Ow, oh, I hurt myself," or "I'm hungry," that's when I stopped hovering over them so much. Right. And so I'd be like, be watching TV while they played in like the hallway with toys or whatever, and I'd hear like silence. I'm like, "Hey." Hey, what are y'all doing well, in there? This is like 13 months. I know, but I, right, this but, is like. But even then, like I remember when my nephew could walk and I hear the toilet water splash. But hey, (laughs) a cabin open. I'm like, hey. I mean, don't make me have to get up. Get over here. You made it all the way outside to the swimming pool, which is insane. Like that. That is. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot of steps for a little one year old. I mean, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of movement. Once they hit that age, man, they don't stop. Right. And that's the thing. They just go. And if they can push it everywhere. A baby gave <laughs> Tommy Pickles that shit. Like, like kids move, and so you have to hover around. That's why someone there's like three, four, and you can leave them to their own devices a little bit. You can go use the bathroom and come back. You right. don't have to carry a four year old to the bathroom like you have to do an infant. So, so I, mean, I hope you guys are taking your babies with you when you go places. Is all I'm saying. Uh, I hope so as well. We could only hope, but Bruce didn't, and unfortunately, his son had to suffer because of it, and this broke up their relationship. Um, it should. Right, naturally, and <laughs> Bruce, being the awful person that he is, never contacted the girlfriend or the son again. He just continued to <sighs> claim this disabled son on his taxes. While his mother took the responsibility, Bruce's mother took the responsibility of keeping in touch with the girlfriend and his son. You know what, moms are, uh, what would we do without them? But, like, <sighs> this Bruce is, is like, seriously, an, like, what He's I was, a dick, but there, a, like, but there is, this is those moments where I, especially with men, like, I just, where people's, like, you're, you raise a kid. To be like this. Like, not even to be like that, because I'm sure his mother, like, like, but moms, parents are one of the biggest enablers in anyone's lives. Right. And so same way, like when we saw like Dean Coral, like my not my child, my child wasn't an abusive, predatory asshole. Like yeah, he kind of was. You might not have raised him to be that, but that's what he is. And so like I feel like this mom constantly cleaning up his messes. Like there's so many, so many times that were men, um, especially young men, aren't forced to be accountable and forced to be responsible in the ways that they should, and then we don't hold them to the same standards that we hold women. It's just, it always frustrates me yeah. when I see things like yeah. this. Yeah. And this is not the time to have this conversation. Possibly, I mean, but sometimes it is. I mean, we're. Gonna, I mean, I'm going to connect a uh, a pop culture reference to this case at some point okay. in this episode, like a very current one. I'll look out for it, and I probably won't get it. Cause you'll get it. You'll, you'll, you'll know maybe. exactly. Oh, what it is. I think I know where you're going. Yeah, I, I can tell. So. I got you. <laughs> but anyways, um, after this whole relationship, he abandoned. Like I said, he abandons his son. He meets um, Sylvia through her coworker, which happened to be Sylvia's brother-in-law in 2004. On January 29, 2006, they got married and purchased a home. And hopefully they didn't have Dean Coyle caroling. Um, but they did not. <laughs> <laughs> they might have. I mean, they probably would have been a better situation. The angel they sing of a certain for shepherds. <laughs> as they lay 
Noel. My face Noel. right now. We need to give you a whole album of Dean Corals. What I'm Christmas going to do, I told myself I was going to do a whole bunch of covers for fun. And I think I'm going to do that. Like, just just to do it, I'm going to, for you guys, just going to randomly sing a whole bunch of Christmas because songs. That's that going to be the Christmas episode. It's just me. I absolutely co-sign it. I just want to hear Dean Coral sings all I want for Christmas. That's like, all I want. I, I don't want all of Christmas. There's just one thing I need. I hate you so much. I hate you so much. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Oh. That's gonna be. A, that's definitely going to be in there somewhere. It's gonna be forty minutes. <laughs> I want to tap. This will be your Christmas episode. Do not access for anymore. Because <laughs> this is like after that, you guys are gonna be like, you know what, man? Fuck Chardell. <laughs> we need to stop listening to this show because Chardell's out of control. What have we done? <laughs> Anyway, who gives back? They get, they bought a home. They bought a home. <laughs> Decor was not singing, but the marriage started to fall apart over time. Um, something about Bruce is he constantly had financial issues, although he was working. Financially irresponsible. Financially irresponsible. If you're so, not taught how to manage money at a young age, you will not be good at it unless you teach yourself. Right. Due to this, and Sylvia founding, finding about this disabled son that he was still claiming. How, he find, how she find out? And Mama told her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Mama actually liked Sylvia. And right. she wanted to tell Sylvia the truth about her son. So she told her that, you know... He has a son who's disabled who he does not take care of and claims on this taxing taxes. So being appalled by this, April 2008, she filed for divorce. Sylvia's like, I know he ain't claiming nobody else on his taxes and still ain't no money coming in this house. I know, right? That's what I was thinking. I was like, ooh. And still financial issues. How are we still broke? Right. Like, at least every February, March, we should be okay. But somehow, you always go into Palm Springs. I wonder if there was like a secret... I was like, like so gays love Palm Springs. So like maybe oh, there's like maybe. a secret um I'm just let me stop in, like ascribing queerness to people. <laughs> like <laughs> he was like every from now on it's always gonna be like he was secretly gay. Like what? Well follow me through a thought. So this leads us to December twenty fourth, two thousand and eight. There you go. And it is a week after the divorce is finalized. Right. And at eleven thirty PM around then, mm-hmm. Bruce arrives to the home in Kavina, dressed in a full Santa costume. With a pretty well-wrapped gift in one hand and a semi-automatic pistol in the other. He knocks on the door. When the door is open, Letitia's eight-year-old daughter, Katrina, runs, bolts to the door. Because an eight-year-old seeing Santa on Christmas Eve. And she is not met with a a jolly, um, belly-full laugh. She is met with a raised gun. And Bruce fires at her, shooting her in the face. Uh, the bullet slices through her cheek and exits through her jaw. And obviously hearing the gunshot and seeing Katrina hit the floor, the party's thrown into chaos. People are running. People are screaming. And is that this so time? So at this house, let me, sorry. Sorry. Me, but there's about 25 people at this yeah, house. Yeah, there's so a, a lot quite, of people. There's a lot of large But it's also party, a fairly yeah, large home, than, too. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a large enough home that everyone's not cramped right, in a living right. room. So it's like where it's, um, where people feel like it can't get away. Uh, but yeah, so it's at this point that where Letitia and Katrina are collected by her husband, I'm going to say his name wrong, Vadim, uh, and they make it past Bruce, uh, and leave the house. Uh, one woman breaks her ankle 
jumping out of a second story window right. um, as she flees the scenes. They climb and vault over the small little. There's a word for these walls. Those like small walls. Half walls. Yeah, between is it Terra something? I don't know the name, but Terra Cote. Terra Cote. One of my homes. Right, and <laughs> so, so they. <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> I also had money. Uh, <laughs> But they leap that wall and they hide behind the wall and they're joined by other cousins jumping the same wall while they wait there. Um, but at this, at this point, Bruce uh, starts firing at anybody he could see. Right. Like anybody who runs to a sign of sight, the guns are firing off at him. Mm-hmm. Um, and even on uh, upon further inspection of the bodies from the medical examiner, they can tell that some of these people were killed execution style. Right. Like some people were probably just cowering fear and he fired, shot them in the head. One of the people he shot... In his head, in the head was Sylvia. Yeah, as well. Where, well, yeah, we're definitely going to be getting to that and dissecting that a little bit. Right. Um, but once he stopped firing, Bruce finally unwraps the gift he had with him. Right. And it was not, in fact, a gift. It was a homemade flamethrower, mm-hmm. and he starts spewing gasoline all over the house, mm-hmm. and then sets the house ablaze. Right. Which, insane. To me, like this is right. this like is. the we talked about him. He's being a tech geek, but and I say this like eighteen times every time we record something. If like you would use this for something else, right. like that brain of yours for something else, he you could be. He had a it. Brain. He right. had a job. Yeah, brain. He had We're gonna job. talk about a little bit about why that job and or yeah. lack thereof. Uh, <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely, um, kind of uh, added to this. But he sprays gasoline, sets the house ablaze, and then Bruce uh, takes off the Santa suit mm-hmm. and gets in uh, casual clothes and hops in a, his rental car. Mm-hmm. And he drives uh, to his brother's house in Silmar, mm-hmm. uh, California, where police would find him outside that home, dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Yeah. Uh, nobody was home when he does it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is and this is where it's where it gets kind of funky mm-hmm. because I, it's very obvious as we get as we go farther in this. Um, because this was being planned for months. Right. Uh, he actually had purchased the Santa suit, um, back in August. He ordered it and it was special ordered because he was about six, four and something yeah. pounds. So he had a special order, the Santa suit. He also purchased a couple of the pistols that he was found mm-hmm. with at this time. This is August. This is not near Christmas. And also the last thing was the, um, items to make the flamethrower. Right. And so, the Santa suit was also, like, aside from it being special ordered, customized to fit the extra weapons. Right. Like, he had done his own. Like, this is, like, so he had total intentions mm-hmm. of carrying this out either on this day or around this time. He had to have known that his that her family, they've been married for two years, so. Yeah. He had to know her, that her family gathers on Christmas Eve at her right. parents' house. And her parents, unfortunately, were some of the, were two of the victims that perished in this killing. Right. They were also uh, shunned by a, gun, a gunshot. It was her and um, her parents. Both yeah, shot. and they were, and they were. I feel, always feel bad. Like I feel bad when anyone loses their life. Mm-hmm. But they were older people. Uh, right. Her mother was seventy. Her father was eighty. Like these they, older, defenseless. Like like it just it just seems so wrong. Like shooting an eight year old in the face. Right. Like how angry do you have to be? Right. At someone like we talk about how personal it is when you see people with facial trauma and things like that shooting someone in the face. When you hate them, like your ex-wife, for instance. Right. But when you see an eight-year-old girl, who I don't I'm sure think you it met. even really mattered who came. Of course, no, it didn't matter. He just he had an, he had a plan right. to start shooting but as soon as he came in there. And... From the child's point of view, she's seeing Santa, right? Like you I know, just like that's that's horrendous. And uh, we could talk about the trauma 
uh, that this little, because she was eight years old uh, in 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she is now, what, 18? Right. Uh, and, and, like, there's there's some articles about, like, where she is and how she is now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I can't tell if it was on oxygen. I, I'm trying to think of the, uh, mm-hmm. the thing that I read. But it's just, in, it's insane to me. Mm-hmm. But we talked about also the week that this happened, the divorce was finalized. Right. Along with that, he had to pay... 17 oh, million numbers $1,785 a month in alimony right and this was difficult for him because he was filed fired on July 31st for false um out billing false hours so probably not showing up saying he was there stuff like that he was fired from his job and he had been there for a while yeah so like there's a lot there's a lot of things that happen in this and also one of the things I want to touch on before we go into uh like theories and things like mm-hmm. that um was after they had found him like Bruce had a very minimal effort of trying to throw off the police. Yep. Um very down to screevo of him. Mm-hmm. Just he had bought tickets on Air Canada. Mm-hmm. Obviously had no intention of of hopping on a plane to Canada. Well, there's a couple of theories I'll go into it. Yeah. And then the other one was that he had bought tickets to see a friend in Illinois. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's... I just feel like if you're going to evade police, mm-hmm. um, one, don't stay at a crime scene that long. Like, you know, it's just... I don't... I, like, I didn't get what the purpose of these purchases were because I don't think he really planned on doing anything. Well, if you want to go into, like, possible theories now. So, one of the possible theories about it is that he actually did plan on leaving. These were plans ongoing. But what happened was, while he was using the flamethrower, his Santa suit melted to him. Yeah. And to his skin. And it was like a third degree burn. And not all of it could be removed. I think he might have, and I'm leaning on this, had fears that... Because I think he was going to Illinois and then to say he was there... For the time of the crime, right. and then later on to Canada. That's what I think his plan was. But once he realized he would have a third degree burn, and it would be linked, especially if he's not going to go with the Santa suit, you you can't rock a third degree burn without asking like what happened. Plus, I mean, he wasn't aware, but the lady had called nine one one and said his name. There are people who saw him. Right. Right. So now your plans are more than gone. So I think this is where he takes a bullet to himself. Well, yeah, I just think it's it's also odd that, I don't know, you would walk in sans a mask and think that there are 25 or 30 people in this house and that you would walk in and think that none of them would make it out. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're I don't no- think he thought that it would make well, it out. Well, like, I really you thought- might... Mm-hmm. I, I was like you. What are you saying? He, he thought he was. He thought he was going to kill all of them. Right. I don't hear it. why because he used a flamethrower and not just regular lighting the house on fire where he would know they would have more time. You're using a flamethrower. Thrower. I'm thinking you're thinking of annihilation. Um, right. I may think that he may not think as many people. We don't know how many people were there prior years, but there are a lot. There are a lot of people. There's 25 people. And you can't account for everyone. And yeah, I think he. Halfway realized that he was going to get caught and shot himself. No, I think that is why right. he killed himself. I'm right. just thinking that, like, well, I think he was you, going to leave. Like, you obviously knew you were going to be identified. There's no if you, like, mm-hmm. the minute that uh, Letitia, Katrina, and Vadim get out of the house, like, you know, your sister in law is going and, like, is going to know who you are. Like, I also think he spent a lot of time planning it out, right. but not a lot of time thinking about what's going to happen after. 
Right, but that's the that's the that's the toss up when you do when you commit crimes mm-hmm. is that you can plan the actual crime meticulously to a T, cross right. your T's, dot all your eyes, but the variables are the people that you're around, mm-hmm. um, the the changes, especially if it's like something like this, who's like people who's around, what the weather looks like, like all these things that you can't I mean, control. You shot the girl in the face and she's alive. Right. So maybe so, like, you didn't even plan for that. Yeah, but the little girl, the little girl wasn't much of a of a witness. No, but if you're shooting her in the face, you didn't plan for her to live. Right. The way that he. Oh, did I see it. what you're you saying. What I was like, oh, I see what you're saying. Right. I was like, so already see. that's like what left because right. already that probably was not a part of his plan. Now, I don't even know if he even realized she was still alive because at the point she just gets scooped up on the way out. Right. And I don't. The, but people made their way right. out. And it says the little girl <laughs> didn't even know she had been shot, like adrenaline's running. Right. And she didn't realize until she was in the neighbor's house and bleeding mm-hmm. that she thought that she was really, um, that she had been shot. And I think it's a, it's a bit weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when we're going to talk about kind of current state of things. Mm-hmm. Um, one, like, secrets make you sick. Like, right. he has no prior history of violence. No He's been a dick forever. Yeah. But has never been a physically violent person. And we can go into the conversation of what violence looks like and how you can be emotionally violent and, you know, verbally violent right. and how all Which these things. Which he was, and yeah. I think, definitely yeah, emotionally abusive and all those I mean things. you can't like up and leave and go on vacation on the day of your wedding not be somewhat emotionally abusive this is true because you manipulated <laughs> it up to the day of the wedding probably bought your shoes got your tux made it seem like you were gonna show up and then left imagine his like his groomsman his mama yeah sitting there, like everyone's like yo how mad would you be like when you know when you're in a wedding party and you have to spend money on stupid things like a dress or a rented tux and homeboy don't show up. Right. And he's like, so how? So who do I see about my refund? Because <laughs> I'm whooping everybody's ass in the wedding until someone gives me my money. Homeboy that only did show if he stole money and went on vacation. Right. And then like, see, this is what I wish my sister would ever call me and tell me some Somebody dude would get beat up. Right. Like I, <laughs> the Lord would have to guide me that day because I would be the first one in my car trying to handle business. So I'm like, oh, he did what? I would be at the wedding. So. I <laughs> I'm like, so we ride now, right? With my brother, <laughs> you, you, Uncle, Uncle Nate, come on, we ride. Like, we gotta go Palm Springs where the credit card gets swiped at. Okay, which right. hotel? <laughs> no, literally, friends, same. Like, I would be on a on a on a plane, ready to fight, and that's my nature too. So, I mean, the fact that he went through that and got out of that, and no one called him out on that, no one chased him down. No one, like, Mama didn't hit you. Mama would beat me like I was like ten years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a whole mess. Right. Um the other the other side of this too is the I think is a cultural aspect of this where I don't know, where it's like they've obviously like I get like you not wanting to have to spend seventeen hundred dollars a month on providing or supporting your uh your ex wife because he had also made claims that she was using it to finance trips and new clothes and a new right. car like she wasn't using it to like support herself like right. in the way that people but that's the problem too that i have with alimony with no not alimony but anybody who's like alimony child support like these these payments like child support initially is like if you and you know this is mm-hmm. to make sure that the child has the same living experience with both parents right. not not that all the money goes to the child directly but goes to making sure the child lives a comfortable lifestyle. So if you use that money to bring your baby on vacation, 
that is quite all right. Like, right. that is just what you do. Right. And if you get alimony payments because your husband's supposed to be supporting you and you use that and part of that money goes to a new car payment, that is quite all right. right. The people don't get to police what you use the money for. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're not using the money to do it, if your child's eating well, ramen noodles not, and wearing, right, right. and you over here in high heels you and should, Your baby Vuitton, should not be eating just basic things when you right. get... Like, and you out taking pictures of filet mignon and stuffed scrimps. <laughs> And crawfish and all kinds of fancy things, and you taking pictures in clubs, that's the problem. Amen. So, like, but there's that. But there's the other thing, the other side of this is like, where I feel like in society today, men don't know how to leave women the hell alone. Not at all. And, like, what, one of my favorite podcasters, you know, Crystal, said this. Mm-hmm. She's like, some of y'all just really need to learn to be broken up with. Mm-hmm. And that's true. I think part of this, I think part of his, his, um, I don't know what his pathology is that, is that the mindset that she has done him wrong or belongs to him and he, you know, like she owes him something more even after he's been a dick, mm-hmm. you know, and to the point where it comes to that. You know, I had a, a, a friend who was a mom to older son, like high school age son. Mm-hmm. And one of the things she said she was teaching him, which I was like, kudos to her, is like, no means no. And if she doesn't want you or rejects you for any reason move on there are other women like she had a like she was teaching her son how to be rejected and how to move on which i think more mothers need to do um well, parents in general yeah because it's the it's those daddies, daddies that are right that are that are telling their son about like oh man it's like oh you gotta you gotta chase them man you gotta like no no you let don't them be if, if no they don't like no. you if you they tell you you're ugly or your breath stinks or they don't like the way you dress that's fine move on i think ego gets so injured sometimes so, along with this now payment, though, he had, he was also fired. Right. So, there's a lot of so stress. there's a lot of stress going on in his head um, right. at this point. So, July 31st, he gets fired. And then, like, he ordered the Santa suit in August. Right. Uh, I, you know, it's so funny because working in the field, you don't technically, and one of the things I want to hit upon is... He was depressed. I think he was definitely going through some form of depression. But you don't have to have anti-person, anti-person, anti-social personality. There you go. There it, it, it was coming. It was coming. Anti-social personality diagnosis to actually have anti-social personality traits. Right. You could have some anti where you just go in a, like outside of the norm of society as far as like claiming your disabled son and not seeing him and he had those traits hacking into computers so you saw and like fleeing your wedding so he had little traits of antisocial personality that add-on of the family issues with the divorce this would be technically the third major relationship that failed for him right and there was claims that he was embarrassed by that and his financial issues that can be enough to lead to crime and criminal behavior What's shocking about Bruce is his criminal behavior wasn't like what I would suspect looking at his story was me like a larceny. Like I need money. I need a right. way to get rich quick. I need some kind of financial deception, especially with the divorce. Or he could have did something towards women. I wouldn't suspect this level of violence from him and his background. Like I wouldn't connect this level of violence. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was some kind of mental aspect that a break that happened, but not like a full on like diagnosis, but there was a break that happened maybe yeah. due to the stress and not being able to handle it. 
there was some kind of a break because all the stuff he did have all the components to lead to criminology that was there, but the amount of violence with a flamethrower and the pistol was a little exaggerated. Well, that's like, right. He I, was I, headed towards criminal behavior in general by his life story. Well, yeah, he had he definitely had all the the fittings to yes. become a criminal. But I figured you're right, like a. Uh, more of a larson or like burglary, something where yeah. he's like, I need money. Yeah. Um. Even a hell, a bank even robber, a rape. Or, yeah, I would see even rape you, or like an act of violence. Yes. Because right. I think this is where it was. I think that he had, he held a lot of resentment towards Sylvia specifically, right. not towards women. I think that he right. knew and he was self aware enough to know that he didn't hate women. He hated one specific woman. Well, that resentment came in the form of the, you know, $1,785 that he was supposed to... Because I think if that money component wasn't in there, he wouldn't even care. No, right. That's what I'm saying, is that I feel like it was that and the fact that she looked like... This is where I was getting at with the male ego thing. Mm -hmm. It's not just the fact Mm -hmm. that he had to pay her money. It's the fact that he had to look at her living a life better than he was living. I don't know, because he also, like... It's weird because he was so able to detach from his other previous relationships so quickly. Well, this, but that's what I don't I'm saying. Know but what this, isn't, this isn't this your is, typical relationship. Right. I don't know what This it wasn't is. the other two where he dated you for a while and bounced or you guys had a baby and hung out and he left on the wedding day. He had followed through. He dated you for years, married you. Well, it was only like two years, though. That's still enough. Yeah. That's still enough. And the other thing about that we don't know is the interminglings and happenings of what happened in those two years. We know they weren't right, happy. Right, right. And so I, I think finding out that he has a baby is sometimes enough to file for divorce. Just like, I don't know It wasn't you that, though. It was the fact that you were st- you abandoned your child. Right. So and think- you were claiming him on the taxes, which yeah. they were like, oh, are you are you serious? So I was, <laughs> I'm thinking... I'm thinking that it was that. I think it was more yeah. so... Even if he was able to detach from it... Mm-hmm. He couldn't detach from this one because legally he was bound to right. this one. So right. he couldn't just leave. Right. Someone was going to come get their money anyhow, whether it be through wage garnishments or whatever. So I think he, in his head, I hate this woman. Mm-hmm. This woman won't det- like won't leave me alone. I can't leave her alone. You know what I think it is now that we're talking out loud? What? Based on what you said and based on what was happening, I think he had a problem with fit facing consequences. I think... Like a lot of criminals. <laughs> yeah, but like specifically him. Some criminals don't give a shit. They're like, I'm gonna do this, and I don't give a fuck. Well, about that's usually deal. towards the There's like towards their uh, once they become like more career criminals, or right? Right. This is their fourth or fifth time committing right. this or act. if there's a glorification of criminal mm-hmm. behavior prior. But with him, it's that now he had to pay the price with Sylvia. It wasn't like he quickly got away like the first time and the second time when he had a son who was just able to leave and nothing yes, happened. Yeah. Now he had to face. Now he had to pay the piper, and then now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just. The real story of the Pied Piper always makes me like, I'm like, this Cringe. is so screwed. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. And then on top of it, now he's facing a consequence, probably doing this at his job for years. Finally, they caught him and like, you're out of here, buddy. And I'm saying it like, you're out of here, buddy. Like, <laughs> you're, get your shit and go. Push it, come on. So now he had to face another consequence too with his job. So I think he was at his wit's end because I think he was an asshole his whole life and he didn't have to deal with it. And he shot himself because he was not going to face that last consequence. Yeah, prison, they would have eaten him alive. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, they would have, he missed it. But I feel like. No, I, I definitely, I definitely agree. It's just odd to think about because usually there's something that happens. Some kind of 
moment of aggression. Mm-hmm. That the police reports that come out, like he won't leave the house even though we're separated. Like something that says, I want to attack this woman, especially if he loses his job or is this Christmas suit or Christmas right. suit Santa? I'm, I'm just being super PC now. It's a Christmas. Santa Claus is, <laughs> what's, what was her name? Megan Kelly. Santa Claus is just white. And he's this <laughs> and he's that. And we can say Merry Christmas. But he Jeez. he orders this this Santa Claus outfit costume mm-hmm. right away. So it's not even like it's the job, like because usually when you see people lose their jobs and their, their livelihood is at stake, mm-hmm. the person who causes that is the person they go after. So you see like people quote right. unquote going postal right. in their job, the job, and then but no, he like he says I'm gonna wait three four yeah, months. This is a lot of thinking, like, and I'm gonna. Take out everybody. Like, this is insane. What's to me. significant is, is all this time of planning, he did not have one moment of like, maybe I shouldn't do this. He went all the way Yeah, those through. moments of clarity where you're like, you come to yourself, he just didn't. Right. He was holding on to that resentment up until Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, yeah. And was still, I'm sure, still in contact with her, still meeting. Because right. remember, they didn't get They were still going to so court cases and stuff. Yeah. Still having to see her. And that could be adding to it, too. So True. every time he's seeing her and the judge is saying things he doesn't like or people, like, everyone's chiming in. And then not only that, he, you're right. Like, you had mentioned earlier that he was a prideful person. Mm-hmm. He's embarrassed by situations of losing his job. And now, not only is he unemployed and having to go back and forth to court, but now people are talking about him. I mean, I wouldn't go off to say that he could have been diagnosed with antisocial if he had seen somebody. I really wouldn't go off to say it just by his behaviors. He yeah. had a lot of anti he had a lot of antisocial tendencies. That's all I would say. Because again, like this delusion of like not being able to face a consequence, no one really approaching him when he does something wrong. All of those things. Starts at home. Yeah, and I think hold his, your children accountable. And I think I mean the saying. minute that your son abandoned his young baby and you didn't hold him accountable, and you I was you, thinking more you so took his place. That. Like yeah, accountability definitely like is something you learn. But I mean maybe the wedding too, like that right. Part like there's you know? a lot of things that where as a grown man, like as an adult, you can't hold. I don't hold a, like parents responsible for a lot, mm-hmm. unless of course it's traumatic childhoods and things like that right. like then you, you and you keeping your child from seeking treatment right. then that's disgusting but as far as uh like just even at growing up like i'm sure he was a little bit of a dick in high school like i yeah, can see like, especially I, giving his size too right. in high school like i'm sure he bullied some people right so like i just like get it get it together um but yeah i mean you are hacking people's computers at work like yeah, you were intrusive and all these yeah. things. So I'm sure, I'm sure that he was. Uh, man, I can't with Bruce. I'm just trying to think about it. Like he was just a jerk. Like as I'm doing the research, I was like, he was just an asshole in every way, shape, or form from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And then I was, always, I was like, I remember when you sent this to me, and I was just looking at this. I was looking at the uh, the details, and I was like, he shot an eight-year-old in the face? Right. I even think the flamethrower was such an overkill, like, show-off type move. Look what I can do. Yes. I even feel like that was one. Because there was no, like, you didn't have easy access to a flamethrower. It wasn't part of your job. You made you, one. You made, you went out of your way to, like, plan this shit out. Like, you were just <sighs> trying to show up. Right. I don't know what he was thinking. I wish I knew more about his, uh... About his mental like health and makeup. Yeah, I mean, I think there would have been something there. Not everything is diagnosed, but definitely there's some traits there. 
Yeah, I'm not qualified, but I would say <laughs> not yet. I'm actually qualified to not diagnose, but see traits. Right. And see traits as with my job. So identify traits, I should say. Bruce. And I wish there was more like he did. Like, I think had Bruce lived, that would be where we would have a lot more fleshed out about this right. case where he'd be forced to sit in front of a psychologist. and. But that would be his worst nightmare because he was not about any of that. Well, psychiatrists are great at... Well, let's see, forensic <laughs> psychologists are really good at when you're at least when you're talking if they're talking and talking with a criminal at not making it seem like they're the ones holding. Yeah, but the him idea of having to even sit and talk to somebody was not even in Bruce's like. Well, I'm sure he could have conversations. So if you, right. long as you let Bruce feel like he's guiding the conversation, I feel like you can get things. But out we of knew him. he would have been taken in, like the whole taken in and being assessed by a forensic psychologist is not something he would look forward to at all. Just no, well, I'm. I know that, but I'm just talking about like the oh, process. They I'm not saying yeah, that yeah, they it would have been. Out. It would have been done within. There's it a whole yeah. type of motivational interviewing where the person is mostly doing the talking yeah and, and that's so where i feel like if you like, let yeah. bruce talk about just bring it up and talk about mm-hmm. how terrible women are mm-hmm. how right. crazy divorce is and he'd be like yeah man blah, blah, blah. just offer something some kind of window into who he was right. it would have been a lot easier or some kind of interrogation something to get more out of him or about him because a lot of it is just what he did and it's insane right. um that that you could just decimate a family like this and and that's what he did. And that poor little girl. I keep thinking like, uh, like I tried looking for photos of her. And like now, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure because I'm sure she didn't change her name or anything. But she might have, maybe. Right. Because like this case didn't get a lot of news attention either. Like so, it does whenever you like research Christmas, uh, like holiday type. Yeah, because that's a, there. There are a lot of Christmas murders, right. but not a lot that um to this some, extent, right? Um, and one of the there's another case that I was looking at. That I wanted to do that was around, I don't think it might not have been, it might have been Easter. Mm-hmm. And there was like 12 like family members that I got. It was insane. I was like, I can't. Like, how, how Holidays people, and family murders. There is something about getting all the people you don't like in one place. Because I think, I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not murderous at all, but when I think about my own family and like people I'm not going to enjoy right away, mm-hmm. like thinking about that frustrates me. Mm-hmm. So imagine being someone who, has violent tendencies or has these delusions or machinations of, of violence and you're in the small space mm-hmm. <laughs> with 12 I feel people. I like unfortunate or maybe just me. I'd like, I feel like I eliminated that entire side of my family where I don't. That must them. be nice. Yeah, I did. I, I absolutely <laughs> eliminated that side. I won't talk to any of them and it's fine. Well, some of us only have one side of family. <laughs> so like true. we don't, you don't like, have what, that are choice. Gonna, what are we going to do? We can't just <laughs> do that. <laughs> I hate you. If you guys, if you guys don't know what I'm laughing at, these phones ringing, and, and it's, it's my a, mama. It's mommy's house. It's not even my mom or mom or ma. It's mommy's house. Because we got mommy's work, we got mommy's house. You do realize on iPhones you can set them. I know. So it could just say mom. Yeah, I know. And you're you're a mess. I, I hate you. <laughs> anyway, that is, that's Bruce Pardo. <laughs> call yes. him Prego, aka Jackass. Uh yeah, AKA. Um, I can't think of anything good. But um, this was wild. Yeah, this so was intense. To, yeah, the, I the, mean, ca- the crime the, itself. The crime itself was yeah. super intense. I was gonna get more descriptive because I did find more details from uh, interviews with Letitia, 
but nobody it's wants to hear about right, seventeen right. year olds getting like choked out by flames and things like that. Yeah, yeah. But I, what I what did want to do though before we do head off, we want to talk. I want to list the victims because we did not do that. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about Alicia Ortega, uh, Sylvia's mother was seventy. Joseph Ortega, her father was eighty. Um, I'm Charles sorry. Ortega, who was right. 49. Cherry Sh- Lynn Ortega, who was Sh- 45. Sherry. Why? Sherry? You said Cherry. No, it's a Cherry. I know, but Sherry. I thought you said Cherry. No, I said Cherry. Like, <laughs> did I say Cherry? <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> uh, James Ortega, her brother. <laughs> Teresa Ortega, uh, James's wife. And Alicia Ortega Ortiz, uh, her sister and Michael Andre Ortiz, Alicia, uh, her nephew, right. uh, who died in the fire. So mm-hmm. there were, it, it goes beyond just his own like personal vendettas he had against people. He took it out on babies right. and young folks who had no real uh, stake or substance in who Bruce was or what he did. And it's just right. cut life short. So RIP to those that we lost in uh, Bruce and Byrne. Yeah. So there's hopefully literally burning in hell. Yeah, I mean, if you believe in that thing, yeah. I do. I yeah. believe that. I believe that hell is a real place. Oh. Um, he needs to just literally burn because you knew your choice of weapon. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, did we even talk about what they found in his house? No, but you can go ahead. Yeah. So when they found him in his car, <laughs> what'd you say? The cash money. Yeah, they had found seventeen thousand dollars, like clean wrapped. Yeah. Inside of. Where did you get this money? You had to all you had to pay was one thousand seven hundred eighty-five dollars a month. A month, which adds up to seventeen thousand pretty quick. So if all he had in his bank account was seventeen thousand, that's two thousand dollars a month essentially. And so get to that, that doesn't take long. And he had to pay for he had still had to pay to to live. So still. so that's not a lot of money when you're thinking about that. Oh, they had found that. Um they also thought that his his car uh the car was rigged to explode. So there's like all yeah. these things like yeah yeah they like damn it they like torched the car or they got rid of the car yeah so what they do they is afraid. they do a um they uh what's the word I'm looking for uh where they set something on fire themselves they shoot something into it and it like burns, burns up whatever yeah. yeah uh and they did that uh to destroy the car and whatever explosive might have been in it you could have been looking for a new job this whole time I'm sure he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't um, he was just like a mission. man. Just like a man, old lazy ass. Uh, but they discovered five empty boxes for semi-automatic handguns in his home, uh, shotguns, and high-octane fuel, so racing fuel, uh, they had found. And what they described as a bomb factory in his home. Right. Um, also, like, I don't know why this came to my mind, but traveling meth labs are highly f- explosive. <laughs> this is the why that came. It's really random. <laughs> I used to work for I used to work for Enterprise, and I remember back one summer they sent out these memos over your email that if you saw these things in the trunk of a car, do not touch it, do not move it, because they are made for meth lab, like mobile meth labs, oh, and they could explode. So oh. call the police. And I so whenever I think about <laughs> bombs, I always think meth mobile meth labs. I don't. <laughs> so. Where can people find you on timelines if they were looking for you? So it's D underscore I S A four. On Instagram and Twitter, um, I'm gonna probably do some live Instagramming, but not like crew specific. Just live Instagramming when I have some free time. So if you guys want to check it out, that's D E E underscore I S A four again on Instagram. So check me out there. But uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. It's at Charnel B C H A R N E I L. 
B. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at What Did You Do Pod. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com backslash What Did You Do. Uh, join the crew. We've got a lot of new additions to the crew. Uh, I went live in the crew last night. It was so much fun. You guys asked me some really fun questions, told me I was pretty. Not mad at that. Wow. <laughs> um, continue to tell me I'm pretty. Make me no, feel good. Because no, like, I don't have no man don't. telling me that. <laughs> but like that's I don't have it regularly. So if you guys could just tweet me every day, hey, fine. No, you sexy don't do that. ball of man stuff. I take it. <laughs> but yeah, find us there. Go to our website, what did you do podcast.com. Click around. I'm gonna start adding some links to uh things because I I just wanna add like a case page. Mm-hmm. Like like links oh. to like details of the cases we've covered. That would be good. Idea. Um, and I've learned. I'm learning, guys. So it's on the. Um, it's on like the. Uh, what do you call those? The draft like <laughs> site that I have like up. So like once I'm ready for it, I will hit save on that and it will go live. I just dawned on me. There are some like merch things we need to discuss, but we're trying to change things for 2019 for merch. That's me. Merch things. Yes, I told you the other day, but I didn't give you like full detail. I don't know what you're talking about. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Dee and I are totally on the same page all the time. So, until Christmas, I'm just going to be here telling you to have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, you're Merry Is Christmas, guys. Joyer Noel. Is that Swahili for? That's French. Oh, that's close. <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Solstice, uh, Happy Advent season, whatever you guys celebrate. And Merry Christmas it. in Swahili. Also, is that uh, Wakanda forever? <laughs> there you go. It's actually Zulu, so I probably shouldn't say that. Hey guys, keep your hands clean. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.